This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It will be 12 games that he misses. Um, he's out on the grass loading, uh, loading the injury. So he's on, the, on his way back. Uh, but this game will be too soon for him. Um, he starts training with the actual group, which will, which will be tomorrow. So it's too soon to put him in against Manchester United. As I've said many times, we want him back as soon as possible, but we've got to do it right as well. Um, we obviously had a spike in his loading last time and he, he, uh, we had a reaction. So we have to make sure that we're very conservative with our, with our approach this time with it. And, um, you know, he's itching to get back. We're itching to get him back, but we're led by the medical staff. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com and your host for Something for the Weekend. Joining me to discuss the Villa Week to bring us up to speed, Mr Chris Budd. Welcome back. How you doing? All good. Looking forward to uh, the big enemy coming to Villa Park at the weekend. Yeah, the real rival. Manchester United. Also looking forward to uh, the boxing as well. Billy J. Saunders versus uh, Canella which uh, more intriguing than people perhaps uh, think. If you uh, are new to the podcast, this is our uh, just catch-up for the weekend, uh, the main show. Actually, it's a pretty good one. The, the last show is uh, 146, so if you haven't listened to that, uh, get your ears around it uh, before Sunday's game against United. So the idea of something for the weekend is to uh, have a look at the press conference and... Uh, as prescribed, catch up on anything uh, before we go into Villa's weekend. We always like to start proceedings off with a Villa Minute. Which is the Villa Week in 60 seconds. I'll just pick up the old stopwatch. Are you ready? I am ready. Three, two, one, go. Villa begin Operation Premier League top half at Goodison Park. Q best performance of 2021. Watkins sets the tone with the opener after forcing a defensive error while Barkley turns up to the party. With chances flowing at both ends and the score 1-1, 
El Golzi makes it eight goals in 12 starts as he wins the game for Villa with a beauty straight off the training ground. Prince William visits Bodymore Heath using the excuse of opening the new high performance centre to get a few selfies with the players and submit his ballot for Chelsea tickets for the last game of the season. Superjack wins Football Writers Midlands Player of the Season, although the upcoming Manchester United game will be his 12th consecutive game that he's missed. Meanwhile, the club offers Villa Park to UEFA as a possible Champions League venue as Chelsea face off with Manchester City for the battle of the Super League self-proclaimed giants. 50 seconds. Wow. <laughs> lean and mean. You've got like uh, 10 seconds to do whatever you want in uh, there, Mr. Bird. Do you need the toilet? Frankly, mate, that gives us 10 <laughs> seconds to get loaded. <laughs> Let's get loaded. Well, uh, there's something interesting. Aston Villa, I think they, they hosted a UEFA Cup final, did they not? Cup Winners' Cup, wasn't it? Lats- Cup Winners' Cup. Lazio yeah. Mallorca, it was. That is correct. Uh, I don't like the idea of uh, Aston Villa hosting a Champions League final between Chelsea and Manchester City. Uh, I mean, it's bad enough awarding Norwich City the championship when we're in the championship at Villa Park. You hear you're faced with the possibility of Chelsea winning potentially their second Champions League, which takes them one above uh, Villa, European Cups. So that's not a good look on your own ground. And then also it's a chance to introduce on Villa, at Villa Park Manchester City until into the elite membership of English teams that have won the European Cup. Which, yeah, not uh, a fan. It's a no-win situation. I mean, okay, brilliant, you know, Villa Park, good marketing, you know, centre stage, but it cuts, it cuts. Especially Man City. Yeah. You know, yeah, you want to I, see the greats of Europe playing at your stadium, don't you? You don't mind if it's Juve, Real Madrid or <laughs> Barcelona, Milan or something, but this just stinks of Charity Shield. <laughs> it does, actually. I, I, I mean, I don't watch much Champions League. I got bored of it when everybody's played each other a hundred times already. These uh, ties have lost their gloss. Uh, the irony is we've had this thing about the Super League and it all kicked up a f- f- furora, but Europe just looks weak now, doesn't it? The Spanish, the Spanish League's falling on its arse and Italy went a long time ago, didn't it? Yeah, because you have cycles where you know you get German teams playing each other in the final, uh, you get Spanish teams in the playing in the final. But this is not vintage Chelsea, is it? Not at all. So it kind not of shows you the the lack of. Uh, it's depth almost like the- a bit of a European opportunism on their part. I mean, fair play, you know, two shells clearly knocked him into shape you can't argue yeah. that but at the same time you think traditionally they wouldn't have got past maybe the quarterfinals yeah right anyway let's move on to uh, Villa Matters it was a press conference uh, today before the uh, Manchester United game pretty much uh, pretty much more of the same really uh, in terms of Grealish Dean Smith said on Grealish he's out on the grass oh that's one Ooh. sentence I hate already loading the injury he loves that word loaded he loves a bit of loaded doesn't he just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. Yeah! Loading the injury, he so he's on his way back, but this game will be too soon. He will start training with the group tomorrow. I'm not even going to speculate on what game uh, will be the next game. Fuck knows at this point, to be honest. People are saying probably not Everton, more likely Palace, but... Uh, when you're ready, Jack, we'll uh, we'll look forward to you uh, arriving back. Uh, the only other real injury news uh, Smith added was uh, Morgan Sanson is still unavailable, but he'll be back in training next week as well. So uh, I think it's good for like the likes of Sanson and Wesley to get some game time in before the end of the season, just to, to really extend their preseason because they're mm-hmm. two players that need to uh, really need uh, games to. Uh, 
give Smith some kind of idea of what they can do going forward next season. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a bit of time spent talking about Al Golzi and his season so far in, in this press conference. Uh, Smith said he's gone on goal-scoring streets this season rather than last season. He'll be the first to admit that his performances have been a little incons- a little bit inconsistent, and we're trying to find that consistency with him. December, he scored five goals and had a great period in that time. He then became a bit more inconsistent, and he's come back again now, just when we need him. Really pleased for him, and it will do his confidence the world of good. I think you know, he is a confidence player. 100%. We saw that in the Championship, didn't we, and, and at, at points last season. He's but clearly also, got it in him. Yeah, but also, as we've said, he is, as the other guys are, Trezeguet and uh, Traore, very much purple patch players. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's very rare to get back-to-back games out of them where they put in like a 7 or 8 out of 10 performance. Mm-hmm. And that would be a start. If you could get in you know, any of these guys giving it uh, you know, three or four games, it, it does elevate our team Massively. Hugely. Yeah, because, for example, when Grealish has been out, the wide men are up. There's always, there's more headroom for improvement with them. And that suddenly makes the the whole show, you know, the whole look of the team more dynamic and gives Watkins much needed support. I think so. You just, I mean, we said it so many, it's bloody groundhog day, isn't it? When we've said you need your big players to step up in in the absence of Grealish. And the last couple, to be fair, a few have with Barkley, Al Ghazi, etc. So you just hope that they can. You know, finish the season strongly. I think Smith said yet again that you know my teams traditionally finish well. You know, if we do, then I think we'll 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 end up probably where we want to be. But we've got you know a hard run of games, and they're going to need to hit a level of consistency, at a reasonably good level now. Yeah, I mean that that was the revelation almost of the Everton performance, and certainly the result was. You know, you're looking at that remaining fixtures, and you're thinking, I can't really see can't see us getting in the top half because Leeds have met the challenge of tough fixtures with Dilly and Dallied with uh, you know games against the lower half so what are we going to do against the top guys but this Everton result was really and performance more importantly was yeah. a, you know a real statement that actually you know Smith might it might turn out to be true to his word and if he does finish stronger and it, and it's not necessarily you're not playing teams that are will be playing at the level of where they are in the league because suddenly the appetite to play, there's, there'll be players, the better players will be thinking about the Euros if if their team hasn't got anything to play for now. And certain teams have sort of cup finals, don't they? They've got other other priorities that maybe a game against Villa isn't necessarily, you know, because the title's wrapped up, isn't it? Well, that's what already. I was about to say. Yeah, most, most of the business is done. Bar fourth position. Yeah, in, in terms of the Premier League, most of the business is done. So a lot of these teams are going through the motion. So if Smith can somehow motivate his team to actually take these games seriously and, and have a bit of intent, then you, you if you get performances well like the the approach really going yeah. in, you know, against Everton, if you get if you match that in every game until the end, then hopefully we'll uh, we'll pick up some points and, and finish in that top half, which will be uh, a symbolic achievement for the season. I, I, I think so. I mean, in terms of moving forward to United, I mean, it's it's, it's a tough one to do, to know whether it's a good time or not to play them. I think it would have been better to maybe play them midweek next week, where they've had a couple of those Premier League games. You know, they obviously play it's three in five days, isn't it? Now, where they've obviously got Villa, Leicester, then Liverpool. You're thinking you'd rather be Liverpool and Leicester at the moment, having had you know their European semi final on the Thursday night. Go to Villa Park on Sunday, but at least they can recover and they manage to rotate in Rome. But they, should, they you would think they'll still play a strong side at Villa Park. Don't we have a bit of a poor record? against teams that have played on Thursday. Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the Europa League, we're, we're not too sharp uh, when it comes to that. When you think you 
would have a uh, huge advantage. But I think if Villa apply the same intent, because they'll have a bit more freshness, shall we say. I mean, obviously, United will rotate a little bit, and they have got uh, a bit of depth in key areas. But it's kind of like those Liverpool and Manchester City games, uh, where there was an opportunity there, certainly, to get a point in both of those games. Against Liverpool, it was only an injury time they got the winner. Against Manchester City, we did find ourselves, after going a goal up, a goal down, but we did have a whole half against 10 men, and... uh, bit of rashness from cash you know i think it's going to go into this one with a bit of confidence as well and a little little bit of back how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, I would rather, you know, you're talking about which order you'd rather be playing United, but I'd rather play United this week than playing them last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you've got that confidence uh, of what happened against Everton, which will, it'll be a big deal because, you know, let's face it, Villa have not been uh, ticking all the boxes uh, in this year so far, so... There'll be a lot more belief there. And, uh, you know, Ollie Watkins' interview, as we mentioned in the, the main show, where he's talking about, they're talking about how they wanted to be a bit more gradual and constructive in their uh, approach play rather than, uh, I think the word he used was gun-ho. And I, I remember at Old Trafford in that 2-2, we were we were pretty methodical in our approach play then and, and had, you know, most of the play in the early patches. And we were dominating United then. And, you know, that just shows you if, if they're playing with their heads rather than just uh, almost treating it a bit like a hot potato because they have squandered possession so many times, like super cheaply. But this was a, bit, a lot more measured against Everton. So I think uh, it certainly gives us uh, more of a hope going into this United game. 
I think so. You've got to be hopeful. Right. In the, this section, we just we want to bring two little segments in to uh, end it. I mean, this is just literally a, a quick uh, catch up and focus for the weekend. So uh, we're going to call one section. It's more like a little preview. I mean, I don't really like doing previews because they're dead as soon as the game uh, kicks off. But let's uh, do something that we'll provisionally call Fat Stat on our opponents, uh, Manchester United. Actually, we, we would well, we normally do one stat, but there's so many stats here which are really under one headline, which uh, is, first of all, Manchester United's form. I mean, you normally judge form in the last six games, and if that's the case, Manchester United are top of the form table for the Premier League with five wins and one draw. Then, if you want to talk about form, continue talking about form. They're unbeaten away the whole of this season. It's, uh, it's not looking good for Villa at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> They're due one. They're due one, David. Could throw in that next one. What, the uh, manual? The one that you block. dug up, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean... Uh, put it into- anything else just to add to that? Yeah, uh, let's put it in wider context. The last time Villa beat Man United at home... No, 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 no. League. Manchester United lost just one Premier League uh, game. Yeah. In the- well, Man United have actually lost just one match in their last 27 fixtures. So they're on a crazy run of form. I, I, I don't, I don't feel like they're in like amazing form. Maybe I'm, I'm just not paying attention. Maybe it's because Man City have been so much better, and the stories have been elsewhere. They've almost, dare I say, quietly gone about their business under the radar. Relatively, yeah. Which we, what we were trying to do at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, any anything else? Anything else? Uh, well, I mean, the last time we beat them at home in the Premier League, pubs in England were only just being permitted to remain open throughout a Sunday afternoon. First time ever. It's been that long. August 95. Yeah, so the the fat stats on Manchester United don't look good. I'm just going to try to uh, kind of ring out something positive. Uh, looking at their uh, last six away games, so in terms of their away form, they have only won two of their last six away games uh, in the league. Uh, four draws, obviously, because they are unbeaten away. So uh, there's a chance there. I mean, as I said, against Manchester City and Liverpool, there was a point on the table for us to take there. So if we can get a point out of this game, I think that's kind of fair game. I mean, I don't normally say that, but against United, you've got to win. And so the focus is here. There is, I think there is a hope here because they have got congestion. Yeah, They have suddenly got a focus of winning a, a trophy. And they've got games against the teams around them on the horizon as well. Yeah, but once you get into a cup final, they, they've qualified for the Champions League, so that becomes the main thing for the players. I remember, you know, when speaking of United, when Villa got to the final against Manchester United in the '94 League Cup final, Villa's focus on the league. I mean, it was almost comical. A lot of Villa fans were only going; the ones that weren't season ticket holders were only going to the, those games to pick up vouchers, <laughs> to pick up programs to get the vouchers to uh, obviously stick them in to uh, get tickets for the final, and because they. Wouldn't, we, we wouldn't be going to watch Villa win because they were just shambolic and because the players were all focused on Wembley. So hopefully United will have a bit of that. Thinking about that wonderful Europa League Cup final they've got to play. <laughs> right, uh, we, we'll finish uh, these, sh- these Something for the Weekend shows with uh, a burning question. These burning questions come from uh, the questions of the Mad Few. We've done a uh, Mad Few, uh, actually did quite a big session, so it might be a two-part, uh, two Mad Few uh, sessions this month as extra podcasts on the uh, My Old Man Said Patreon podcast channel, which you get access to if you join. As a mom's patron, you also get access to Match Club, which is our match day gathering. Actually, that should be quite a good one against Manchester United. It will be good. Uh, always good. Fun. Definitely Some, was the last time round. Sometimes there's after parties. The last match club against Everton, uh, Chris was doing after parties till almost midnight, I think. So uh, Got lively. 
The Norwegians put in a sterling performance. <laughs> Drunk, uh, I'm uh, guessing. That's pretty much the best way of calling it. <laughs> so uh, please do, if you're interested in joining uh, Match Club, getting access to the Mad Few uh, podcasts and also uh, supporting the show, please do go to myomansed.com, click on the patron link on the menu bar and get full information there. So uh, w- just a short snappy one, uh, one of the Mad Few questions it's, which features, we'd, we've answered it in a different way with Phil Shaw in that one, but we'll just do it again. Phil Hood asks, which Villa player will make the bigger impact at Euro 2020, Grealish or McGinn? Well, you'd think McGinn's probably the first name on the team sheet for Scotland, isn't he? So you'd think he's going to play all of three matches for them. I think it's interesting that this is probably the first time we've mentioned the Euros in in terms Mm -hmm. of talking about them, because it seems to be quite muted at the moment. It's almost like people don't even know where the games are going to be played, uh, unless you've kind of got a ticket and you've been tracking it. I suppose, you know, with the whole pandemic and everything, it's like, well, we'll focus on the Euros when when they actually turn up. I, I certainly feel like that. It kind of still feels a relatively long way away, even though it's obviously not. I'm just but not to that answer, bothered. Yeah, to answer Phil's question, the thing about when you read uh, the updates on Grealish's injury and then you look at the, the fan comments, you, you know, whether it's on uh, you know, Twitter or Facebook or whatever, it's like they're saying, oh, oh good, the club are resting him for England. You know, they're, they're saving him for <laughs> no. England. And you're thinking... I don't think it works like that. I don't think Aston Villa play Grealish's wages so they can be his nurse to get him ready for England. They pay his wages, that's the bottom line. So they want uh, him in the first team. And also, uh, you know, because every place you finish in the league, you get more money. And uh, if you finish higher up, it's obviously more of an attractive position to attract new players and also, you know, keep Grealish for those that are still paranoid about Mm -hmm. losing him. But you want him playing. I mean, actually, he hasn't played the last 12 games. So he's, he's actually useless to Villa at the moment because he's not playing I mean if you boil it down that is the situation and if you're an England manager you want to see him play games because it's not really fair to pick him over somebody else who's you know ripping it up and actually playing games because we're not talking about Grealish missing one or two games here we're talking about long-term injuries so he's going to need games to get back so the best thing for England is him to play for Villa and to play well for Villa in a good chunk of games he's not a starter is he at this moment he hasn't earned he's, that well, not, role not a guaranteed starter I don't think no exactly he's not like guaranteed first 11 that's what I'm talking about so uh, he needs to still persuade Southgate that he should be on you know he should be in the first 11 mm-hmm. so uh, yeah it's it's in his interest it's in Villa's interest it's in England's interest for Grealish to be playing from the off so that is why as, as you alluded to at the start I think McGinn seems to give 110% for Scotland he'll be in the mix I think he knows he has to as well doesn't he if, if he doesn't play well Scotland don't tend to I think the teams in the group it's not as if you've got world beaters that will slay Scotland and blow them away so they'll they will be in games and and McGinn will kind of thrive in that position so this is a real chance to make uh, a name for himself really I yeah mean, I think so can Scotland get through that group maybe maybe I mean I've you know I've seen it before with Ireland going back stranger things have happened going back a few decades if you if they put in the commitment and uh, other teams uh, don't match them for that commitment then uh, there could be a few surprises especially you know in the first first game if they uh, pick up points and stay alive who knows so yeah I I would the safe money would be on McGinn to make more of an uh, impact I mean, for the fun of it all, you want McGinn versus Grealish. Yeah, you do. It'd be great fun to watch. In the England-Scotland game, I mean, it it suddenly becomes a a match for all villains to uh, look forward to if you're not looking forward to it already. Yeah. Uh, Of all players going into the tournament, 
I would put McGinn in the top 10 to make an impact because he's the main man of a, he's their main man, is he not? Yeah, pretty much him and him and Robertson, you just said. I mean, in terms of, because uh, he's playing f- more forward, mm-hmm. he's got he's got more of a license to, let's say, get the headlines to make an impact. So, yeah, if I was uh, a gambling man, I'd maybe put a bit of money on McGinn scoring against England. Would you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With our defensive woes. Especially if Mings is playing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a joke. Right, uh, I think that's uh, an end uh, to uh, this episode of Something for the Weekend. As we said, it's just a quick uh, quick blast to set up the Villa Weekend. And please do join us for the next main show, which we will record after, hopefully, what will be... A momentous occasion. History-defining victory. Yeah, a momentous, history-defining occasion, beating Manchester United at Villa Park. Unfortunately, there's no fans to witness it, but uh, fans will return to Villa Park, touch wood, by the end of season, and then hopefully en masse uh, next season. Until that glorious day, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.